Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Previously on The Legacy of Gaia. Oh, and one more thing, Theo said. Yes, sir? Find this mole, Minis, and kill him, whomever it may be. Minis paused and looked back out across the land. Yes, sir. This is episode 13 of The Legacy of Guy. Shree was resting in his chambers, having his feet massaged by an attractive young woman, and his head rubbed by an enormously strong, stocky man. The chamber was like most of the mansion, elegantly designed. There was fresh fruit on a table beside him, and the red velvet couch he lay upon matched the golden artwork and furnishings that surrounded the room. The woman who attended to his feet wore a long, sleeveless purple silk garment that was cut off above the knee, revealing tanned, muscular thighs. Her face was dark, with slightly oriental features, and her eyes a magnificent shade of green. Her long, black, exquisitely kept hair was tied back into a ponytail with a purple band, and her full, pouted lips were also a matching colour. She sat almost completely still and rubbed Shree's long, pale feet with such graceful movement it almost looked like a dance. The man looked similar to the lady, and they could have been described as siblings had it not been for his sheer size. It was clear there was an element of titan blood within him which made him so powerful. His body looked like a suit of armour with just small, tight, black shorts keeping his dignity intact. Every dark hair on his head looked as if it had been arranged perfectly, and his thick eyebrows over his heavy eyes gave him an air of vanity. Yet his manner and clumsy rubbing hinted at a slight awkwardness. Shui lay back in his black silk robe and let the calmness enter him. He felt sublimely at peace, and his hangover from another night of festivities had almost completely faded. He dreamt of himself as a young boy, swimming along the river Throcas, without a care in the world. His best friend Courtius swimming beside him, beaming his smile when his head popped out of the water, both excited that they were winning at some game he could not quite remember. Shui could almost smell the thick, humid air of the jungle he once grew up in, the trees blotting out the intensity of the sun above them, and the refreshingly cool water soaking into his skin as he swam down the river. Courtius stopped. We can't go any further, Shri. Our mother said so. Are you scared, Courtius? There's nothing down there. 
It's just that we don't go too far. They make up silly stories. Cortes wasn't smiling anymore. They're not stories, Shui. My brother died fighting against the people of Gaia, and that's why we cannot go there. They'll kill us if they see us coming down. Mosquitoes had started to crowd in front of their faces. They swatted them away in irritation as the insects preyed on their warm skin. Listen to yourself. You sound scared and weak. We're supposed to be the future of the clan, remember? We can look after ourselves anyway. Easy for you to say. We're not all as good at all this Q business as you, Shui. It's not about how good I am. I work hard so I can become the best. One day, Courtius... Yeah, yeah, he interrupted. One day you'll lead this clan and right all the wrongs they ever did to us. So you keep saying. Uh, wasn't it us who started it anyway? Bah! It's thousands of years ago. Who is to say it isn't all made up anyway? Just because we didn't want to join them, we're banished. It's ridiculous. Courtius screwed up his face and fell back, pretending to die of boredom. Cracking hell, Shui. All this politics again. You've been listening to that mad preacher of yours. He's not mad. He will change the world one day. Yeah, well, this time Courtius faced away from Shui to back down along the river. Not everyone agrees with him, you know. He's not exactly innocent, is he? They have their bit. We have ours. Why mess it up? You really are scared, aren't you? Shui laughed. Courtius turned round and swam towards the forbidden end of the river. Shui followed him close behind before Courtius stopped and stood up. See? I'm not scared, he shouted. As he did so, Shui heard a slight ping go off from a nearby tree and suddenly felt a pleasant warmth covering his face until he realised that it was blood. When he wiped it away, he saw Cortius no longer had a head. It had been an explosive cue spike from somewhere in the trees. Shui screamed and there was some rustling in the trees. Two voices were arguing and were starting to get louder. Shui began crying and found himself punching the body of Cortius in the water. He didn't know why. He thought at the time it was because Cortes had been so stupid as to have gone off like that. But the real reason, he realised later, was different. One of the voices in the trees boomed out, We are soldiers of Gaia and order you to head back, or we will shoot you and any others on sight. There are no others, Shui shouted back, and then with his temper burning, his headless friend floating in front of him, there came a burning sensation in his chest. He could no longer control it. It was consuming him. He closed his eyes. Shui jerked up and scared both the man and woman that were attending to him. He realised it wasn't the dream that awoke him. Something was approaching. He quickly marched across the room, opening the heavy doors to reveal the man Nyakax had fought upon the Valhalla, standing in the corridor. Without his hood, he was like a walking ink blot, something close to a human outline but not human in the slightest. He was formless and with no distinguishing features. He was nothing, yet something. He was a shadow. Something rose up from his body, and from what looked like a hand or similar, was a small golden coin. Shui had felt it ever since this minion had his hands on it. He was amazed to see it was actually a rather beautiful coin, a lot smaller than he had imagined. Minuscule shapes and waves were carved into it, and drew his gaze around and around the coin, trapped in, in its eternal message. Finally! Shui snatched it from his grasp and the shadow of the Dark Clan member suddenly changed from a dark shadow to reveal a human face. Scarred, tortured, with two missing eyes, no bottom jaw, and flesh hanging off the bone. Had it not have moved, 
it would appear to be just a standing corpse. The few tufts of hair from across his bald, scabbed, bluish-green head were rough and grey. He looked so tortured that you could almost feel how much it ached to be resting in peace with every passing second. Shui bent down from his tall stature and kissed the poor soul on the forehead. And as he did so, the body collapsed onto a pile on the floor. Now, it was just a mess of bones and decomposed flesh. Shui turned around to see both the man and woman massaging him had fainted in shock. Shui giggled and stood in front of a full-length mirror against the wall. He grasped the coin tightly within his fist and as soon as he did so, he felt as if a million souls had invaded his mind. There was an overwhelming sense of transcendence and Shui felt a power on a scale he'd never witnessed before. Then, almost as quickly, there came a booming voice which rattled his skull. Who is this? The voice boomed. It is I, Shui, Shui replied, not sure where the voice was coming from and realising it was all a bit too much for him to take at the moment. He quickly placed the coin in his mouth, cringed at the taste, and moved it to his cheek so as not to interfere with his speech. It, it is I, Shui, he spoke, rather garbled. Who? Shui. But his name had come out even more garbled than before. He took out the coin from his mouth. Do I really need to... Shui, Shui is my name. I've not heard of a Shui before, came the voice. Who are you? Where is my coin? I am the leader of the Darklands, sir. Your coin? Yes. Stolen from me a long time ago. How come you have it? I can sense it already you have stolen many a dead from me. I feel them walking the earth this very moment. The Darklands wish to raise an army of the dead so we may become the most powerful force on earth. Once we have done so... You're free to have them back. So now I answer to you, the voice roared. (laughs) Forgive me, Lord. I will only use them for a short time to assist the defeat and total annihilation of my enemies. Then they will be passed back to you, and to thank you, we will release you from your chains of the underworld by giving you free passage to this one. It suddenly struck Shui that it was good no one could see him right now, for he could imagine he looked rather ridiculous standing in the mirror, talking to himself. He hoped the Lord of the Underworld could only just hear him and not his thoughts. He began to think of rabbits. Fluffy white rabbits. Nothing but rabbits. It's an interesting offer. As he times have changed on Earth, Shree could sense a story coming on. Since I was cast down here, when the Earth was in ruins... I've only had my dreams to keep me sane. Tell me, Shrey, do you have trees? Grass? Oceans? Uh, well, yes. In this war you will have. I do not want you destroying the beauties of Earth. I want to cast my gaze over it once more and have the sun shine down on my face. I have been trapped here for so long with a magic that cannot be broken. And where is here, exactly? Is this hell? If you call it that. But I am in another place. One where I have nothing but the tortured souls of my defeated army 
to keep me company in an eternity of pain. That coin you hold keeps us here. A man, a powerful man, sent us here to be kept prisoner. There is but one way in or out. And without my golden coin, I cannot leave. A powerful man? Gaia? There is part of me in that coin, part of my cue, which allows you the power you have to control these dead. A power I once used for my own advantage that resulted in me being here. I advise you to be wary, Shri. But let it be known that if my coin does not return, you will feel the full force of my power through that very coin. And you will not like it. Well, there's nothing I find more endearing than a threat. Consider me advised, Shri smiled. Rabbits, keep thinking rabbits. I sense you are an extremely powerful person for an earth dweller. Your cue is strong. Yet even so, I can also sense there are others who are perhaps even more powerful. Well, who is the one you're talking to right now? People who try to retrieve the coin, Shri. To sever my connection to your world. Do not lose it. Or otherwise, I might never return. Well, that would be a pity. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Once on Earth, I shall be the ruler. And to do this, everyone shall need to die. And become my subjects. As was my plan many a moon ago. My heralds will see to this. They will arrive as soon as the gateway is opened, and you are to hand them the coin for them to bring to me. Understood? Completely. In this new age you shall remain alive, and assist me. I offer you whatever you need for my new kingdom. How does this deal suit you? Shri smiled. Sounds delightful, my lord. Then it shall be so. Use the coin to your will, Shri. And when the time is right, I shall call back on you. Then there was silence. Shri put down the canard on the table and smoked at himself in the mirror. <laughs> Idiot. If you wish to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash legacyofgaia. If you wish to skip ahead, you can actually buy the book on Amazon right now. You can follow the link in the description. You can follow us on Twitter at Legacy of Gaia or email us at legacyofgaia at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate or review us on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you for listening and see you next time.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.